G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yes, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Trades News in a Nutshell for this Wednesday morning. It's the 7th of September 2022, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. SENQ 693am in Brisbane and SEN 1620am on the Gold Coast. Daniel Petgrew in the chair for the next hour before breakfast with Fossey and Brandy through SEN 1170am in Sydney. Patton Hills through our Queensland stations, SENQ 693am and also SEN 1620am. Lots to get through, plenty of rugby league news around as we build up to the finals beginning in just over 48 hours time from now with Penrith up against Parramatta. We've got tennis action. Nick Kyrgios in action a little, late, little later on. Uh, not too far away from Alia Tomlanovic in action as well in the quarterfinals. So we'll be across uh, that and we will chat with Chris Perkins as well a little later on this morning in about half an hour uh, and get his take on another big day in tennis and another um, big name leaving yesterday. Plus, uh, Matty Cox in around about 10 minutes' time. We'll speak to him from Melbourne. So plenty to get through. one three hundred o one eleven seventy. The phone number, you can text 0457 736 736. It's one and a half past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Also, some mixed results for the Australian teams that were in action last night. The cricket and also uh, the Matildas at the new Allianz Stadium. We'll tell you all about that as well throughout the course of the show. And yeah, we're just waiting for uh, Tom Lanovic to come out to Arthur Ashe Stadium. It won't be too far away. So we'll bring you updates on that throughout the morning. As I say, Chris Perkins to join me a little later on. Alright, let's have a look at what is making news this morning on this Wednesday morning on SEN. And look, this is an interesting one, and I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this on 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. So back page of the Daily Telegraph today. It's also in today's Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, Latrell Mitchell coming out and saying that the abuse he copped at the South Sydney Roosters, South Sydney Rabbitohs Roosters game last Friday was out of line. So he's hit out at Roosters fans who relentlessly booed him last Friday, reminding spectators that Sydney Swans legend Adam Goods retired early from the AFL after he was constantly abused by people in the stands. The South Sydney superstar won two premierships, as we know, when he was at the Roosters, um, but last week faced a barrage of boos uh, at the Sydney Football Stadium, the new Allianz Stadium. Mitchell has called out trolls in the past on social media, and while this is very different, he says it could become an issue for some players, like Melbourne's Nelson Asafa Solomona, if fans continue to target them. He said it's a bit disappointing. Once or twice when I'm kicking goals, then definitely it's okay, Mitchell said of the abuse he copped at the opening of Allianz Stadium. But every, every run was a bit disappointing. You see with Big Nelson with the Parramatta supporters. Uh, Adam Goods gave up his career because of it. It's not nice because, because we cop it every day as it is. 
And regardless of what happens on the field, it stays on the field. They have control over what they do off-field when they come to watch a game. They can be passionate, but there are different ways on the spectrum of that. It's expected. It's warranted. I did what I did for them, but now the tide has turned. He also said he expected the boos last week and knows they'll continue on Sunday when the two teams go at it again in the elimination final. Um, he stressed, though, his situation was different to what Adam Goods went through and that his career wasn't in jeopardy. He also conceded there is a 100% chance the heckling would continue just because of who he is. Not for me, he replied when he asked if he thought the good scenario could repeat in the NRL. It doesn't worry me. I'm just saying it's disappointing to see it week in, week out on different players. Melbourne aren't a very welcome team anywhere because of the success they've had. I think it comes down to me being who I am. I'll just cop what I cop. I didn't cop it in origin. It was a more of a neutral thing when Queensland and New South Wales were going at it. But you just know it's more of a personal hit when they're going at me. It's just their Roosters fans are very passionate, but they're different ways of showing passion. I can't change what happens. All I control is what happens on the field. Um, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. I hear what Luke Keary had to say in response to that in a second as well. Look, uh, it is a, it is a very fine line, booing and uh, definitely abusing players at NRL games. Um, we saw the Tigers booed off the field by their own fans on Sunday afternoon when they were losing forty-two nil to the Raiders. Now that sort of a different situation to this, where m- the majority of people like Odd Oval uh, were Tigers fans and booing your own team. Now. Latrell Mitchell was not the first one to have been booed when he's come up against an opposition team that he, uh, that he, they used to play for. Doesn't happen all the time, but there is a rivalry there, a huge rivalry. And I think it was added, well, definitely was added to what happened last year with the incident between Latrell Mitchell and Joey Manu. Now, you've got to remember that the Roosters have only played Souths once since then, before last week, and that was at uh, South Sydney's home ground, now where South Sydney were very good. And the, the way to, I suppose, shut the booze up is to play good footy. Now, he was controlled very well last week by the Roosters' Latrell Mitchell. Um, but do you think it's right that when you pay your money for your ticket, should you, is it right to boo players, whether they're a big opposition rival, whether it be your own team, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 I... Don't usually agree with booing your own team. I think if you're a supporter of your own team, you, you really probably shouldn't be booing them. Uh, I do, to an extent, understand why the Tigers fans were disappointed and upset on Sunday afternoon. But in terms of this, it's heated. It's 80 minutes of rugby league. There is a big rivalry there. It was a huge game last week between the Roosters and Souths, the opening of Allianz Stadium. And it will be huge again on Sunday with... The winner going through to week two of the finals and the loser out. Is Latrell Mitchell right? Should the Roosters fans not be booing him last Friday and not boo him this Sunday? Do you expect them to be polite to him? Um, There is a fine line, of course, but do you think booing is a huge issue in terms of Latrell Mitchell and any other situation? There is a time and place for it, no doubt about it. 
But what do you reckon? Is Latrell Mitchell right? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Luke Keary said the fans did not go too far. He said it's good. We were probably on the receiving end of it the week before in Melbourne with Jared Rear Hargraves. It's awesome. Trell would love it, the crowd being into it. Whether it's good or bad as a player, you feed off the good stuff and the bad stuff. When you're out there, it's sort of the same noise anyway. I don't think anyone went over the edge. They didn't in Melbourne either. It's good for the game. I couldn't care less whether they boo me, boo him, cheer him, cheer me. You pay your money. You can do what you want. And this is an important line, Kiri said. As long as it doesn't step over the personal, racial, cultural things like that, boo who you want. Um, Chad Zdesko said just controlling what happens on the field is what is important for the Roosters on Sunday to shut Latrell Mitchell down because if he's on, he can be a big part in terms of winning that game for South Sydney. So what do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Is Latrell Mitchell right? Should the fans not be booing him? Should Roosters fans not boo him on Sunday? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And just uh, briefly before a break, and then Matty Cox, Des Hasler will be given one more chance to save his NRL coaching career at the Seagulls. Before tomorrow's meeting between Manly Power Brokers and Hasler, sources with knowledge of the situation have told the Sydney Morning Herald that the coach will not be sacked, nor will he have personnel changes forced upon him. The Seagulls are unlikely to extend Hasler's contract beyond its expiry at the end of next year when they meet, but are open to discussions about the club's future as they map, map out a plan for the next four to five years. Manly are hoping a strong performance by Hasler's team next year will answer many of the questions over the way forward, but the coach wants stability. So it looks like Des Hasler will remain in charge of the Manly Seagulls, at least for now, and I think that's probably the right decision. So what do you think about all of that? Booing on the field, booing uh, your players, opposition players, Des Hasler remaining at Manly. Plenty more to chat about as well between now and 6am. 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. On the other side of this, we'll have a chat with Matty Cox. It's 10 past five. At 14 past five, going to have a chat with Matty Cox in a moment. Alia Tomlanovic has just come on to the court. They're in their warm-up at the moment, so that match to get underway shortly. And live at Champions League at the moment, Celtic up against Real Madrid. And 14 minutes gone, it's Celtic and Real Madrid nil-nil. So we'll keep you across that as well. 0457 736 736 to your text shortly. But let's have a chat with Matty Cox. <laughs> And a very good morning to you, Dan. Morning, Maddie. How are you going? Uh, not too bad. There was a bit of a heavy beat to uh, welcome yeah. you into this morning. Not, not. Uh, <laughs> I'm good morning to everyone else. Just waking yeah. up to that early for five fifteen. A bit pretty heavy for five fifteen <laughs> in the morning, isn't it, Maddie? They're very heavy. That's why I don't DJ, Dan. That's no. why I'm on the AM band, not the FM. Um, <laughs> what's happening up in your neck of the woods? I could see you on the FM band, Maddie. Uh, look, lots going. <laughs> only on love song dedication. <laughs> That's um, the only place where my voice would go. That is true. Uh, now, a lot's happening in terms of rugby league. Uh, we're only a couple of days out from the final, starting, of course, 
you guys into your second week of the finals. I just started the show and already got a few texts about it, which you'll get to after we chat, about Latrell Mitchell. So uh, for listeners outside of New South Wales and Queensland, very good player, Latrell Mitchell. Won two competitions at the Roosters and then left at the end of 2019 to join their arch rivals, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And they played the Roosters last Friday at the opening of the new Allianz Stadium. They're actually going to meet again this Sunday in an elimination final again at Allianz Stadium. Um, but he's basically had a go at the Roosters fans who continuously booed him uh, last weekend and said it's not right and they shouldn't be doing it. Um I'm sort of of the opinion we saw Tigers fans boo the West Tigers team off the field in very different circumstances on Sunday when they were losing 42 points to Canberra at half time. Does this happen in the AFL as well when at some stage you're up against a player that used to play for you, an arch rival? To be honest, as long as it doesn't go too far, I don't really have an issue with fans booing and uh, not probably not their own team, uh, but someone on the other team, as long as just booze, nothing else, nothing further than that. What happens in the AFL with that? Is it frowned upon or does it happen? What's the situation? It's a bit mixed, I, I feel. I think for a case like this where a player has made a decision to leave a club for maybe the, the money interest, I suppose would be the, the best way of describing it, mm. um, I think that is not accepted by the fans or it's not embraced by the fans warmly when they first play off against each other. So I can understand it from that perspective. But I also know that there's the argument of booing doesn't really have a place uh, in the game. And there's a lot of people that just think it's bad sportsmanship, particularly now when sport is... You have to think of it more like the, a business, and these players are making business and financial mm. decisions. It's not just about club loyalty anymore, but there is a little bit of animosity, I would say, for players changing clubs. It's when there's an extra layer added to that mm. that I don't like. I, I don't appreciate. I know a couple of years back, as an example, in the Anzac Day match, Scott Pendlebury was booed by Essendon fans. I'm pretty sure it was Scott uh, Pendlebury was booed by Essendon fans for winning the Anzac Day medal. Oh, and oh. There, there was another... There was an, an added reason to to why he was um, booed when he got up to the microphone. But I just don't think that's in the spirit of the game. When You've no. got to acknowledge and appreciate when there's uh, either an award or a milestone achieved. It's, it's bad sportsmanship, even though you're not actively playing in the game. I think uh, in the 80 minutes that the NRL has played when it's on the field, I don't have a huge issue with it. I do agree with you, though, outside of the game and after the game, um, it's sort of you don't get involved with that. It's a game. At the end of the day, it's 80 minutes, and you can understand the passion in that 80 minutes from the fans, from the players. But after that, uh, the game's over. It's done. Whatever happens and whatever the result. I think, though, Maddie, they're playing the Roosters again on Sunday. I will be there. Um, although a lot of... Uh, South, there will be South fans there as well, but they had issues with getting their tickets on Monday, which is another issue entirely. Um, I think he's going to get booed again. But the best way for him to probably shut the Roosters fans up is is by playing well. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Just before we look at the games, uh, the new TV deal coming into effect in a couple of yes. years, done and dusted in the AFL. Yes, there's been a fair bit of speculation over the last probably 12 months about what the broadcast rights would look like at the end of the existing agreement, which will run for another couple of years. So mm. the, the uh, announcement yesterday and the changes that have been 
made won't come in until 2025. Mm. It's a long-term deal. It'll run from 25 through to 31. So that, that is good. a massive yeah. uh, deal that essentially sees the status quo in terms of the, the current rights holder, the Seven Network, uh, Fox, through Fox Footy and and KO and also uh, Telstra have uh, digital rights as well as part of this package. But the change comes around the evolution, and I suppose would be the best way of describing it, of the primetime slot. And, you know, we've spoken about this previously, Dan, there's the, the focus on Thursday night footy and that becoming a, a greater spectacle. Well, it will become even bigger as part of this arrangement in a couple of years' time. There'll be... The first 15 rounds will feature Thursday night matches and they will be all broadcast mm. on the Seven Network. What it means, though, and there's a lot of other bits and pieces that are involved in this, but essentially Saturdays will not be on free-to-air for that first phase, almost first three quarters of uh, the season. The marquee matches are exempt from that, so if there's like an Anzac Day Eve encounter mm. or Anzac Day, it will be on free-to-wear, but for the most part of it, until the final eight rounds of the season, there'll be no free-to-wear coverage on a Saturday, which I don't have a massive issue with. Then again, I'm also in the business of broadcasting it, so I'm usually working on a Saturday, so it doesn't really impact me a big deal. But if we're getting Thursday night footy, Friday night footy, and then the Sunday matches, they seem to be the marquee ones. They, They seem to be where the eyeballs are going. So I don't see a massive problem with it. How, how do you think it would go down in NRL circles? Because you, you've had this style for, mm. for a couple of years, haven't you? Yeah, well, uh, usually for the majority part of the, the major part of the season, there is no Saturday NRL on Channel 9. Uh, obviously, there is the marquee games, as you say, Anzac Day uh, and the like. But usually we've got Thursday night, Friday night and Sunday afternoon footy on Channel 9. Uh, the last five weeks of the regular season, the 7.30pm game gets shown on Channel 9 and then obviously all the finals which start uh, this week. Look, Look, I suppose if you don't have pay TV and you don't have access to a KO, then, yeah, you'd like all the games or as many games as possible on free-to-air TV. I would say, though, I think in terms of Saturday night, and it will be different with the finals, but on an average Saturday night, that is the lowest night of TV viewing generally around Australia. People are out, people are doing things. Um, So I dare say that's probably why the NRL and the AFL aren't that keen on broadcasting Saturday night games. Um, it's going to. It's very hard, isn't it, Maddie, to get the balance a hundred percent right? Um, but yeah, it sounds like basically what you are doing is basically what the NRL model has had for many years now. Yeah, exactly. And the other layer to this as well is that it's going to bring in four point five billion dollars <laughs> over this twenty-five to thirty-one two thousand twenty-five, I should say, until two thousand and thirty-one period. Um, and the the other layer to this is that Fox Footy will now have their own commentary team yes. at each match rather than taking the simulcast off the seven for the for the prime time slots, which is a change to what the existing structure is. As I said, these changes won't come in for a couple of years. So it's got time to, to settle and time for people to digest the news. But I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the, the model that has been in place for the NRL and it seems as though we're adopting a a similar kind of path. I don't see a massive issue with it and maybe it gives more opportunity to 
put VFL or something like that on on a, a Saturday afternoon to fulfil the footy needs on free-to-air. Who knows? I'm keen to get the reaction from our audience this morning on it, though, because I don't have a massive issue with it, but I know that there are others that are less fortunate than what I am, so I'm curious to hear how they received the news based on yesterday. Speaking of the weekend, yes. there's uh, big finals coming up. For you, Sydney get through to a prelim, which mm. I think is they're going to host that for the first time in 26 years, or, or there's a statistic around that. So that's fantastic news for them. And we've got a couple of blockbuster semi-finals with Brisbane and Melbourne on Friday night and Collingwood Fremantle after just what was a sensational weekend of uh, footy for us. Your finals get underway this weekend, though. Where do you rate the storm, Dan? That's the question I want to ask you. Yeah, look, they finish in fifth. They're playing an elimination final against Canberra. Look, Canberra has a very good record against uh, Melbourne in Melbourne. Uh, look, I will be tipping Melbourne, um, but I would not be overly surprised to see Canberra cause an upset on Saturday night. And I, I just feel, whilst you never write the Melbourne storm off, um, Maddie, I just don't know if they have the ability to go all the way this year. They've been a bit off the past couple of weeks against some big teams. So whilst I still think they can get over the Raiders, I think they might run out of puff in uh, week two or week three. But uh, they're Craig Bellamy coach side, so you never completely write them off. And what about some of the other games? What's the one that's got your interest the most, apart from the obvious, if your Roosters are competing in it? Or is that the game? Oh, I think uh, two games. Para Penrith on Friday night. Parramatta have won two games. They've played against Penrith this year. And then, yeah, Roosters Souths on Sunday. That rivalry continues in front of a pretty much sold-out Allianz Stadium. But all the games on paper are going to be great games. So really looking forward to the four NRL finals this weekend. And I didn't get your review of Allianz Stadium, so I'll have to do that the next time. Next uh, week. We yes. yes. It's good. <laughs> I like it. Good on you, mate. We'll chat again soon. Thanks, mate. Chat next week. Yeah, Matty Cox, uh, they're part of SEN and, of course, host of Tradies News in a nutshell uh, in Melbourne and uh, or, and other states in Australia, South Australia, all around Australia, apart from New South Wales and Queensland, and we'll chat with him again uh, next week. Now, Alia Tomlanovic is on court, uh, and I'll update you on her score in just a second. Then I'll get to some text messages, 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170, so it's one all. Uh, in the first set, one all in the first set. Stu uh, says, will Sydney Few still get to see Giants and Swans matches? Uh, Stu, I'll find out for you. I'll have a look and I'll also text uh, Maddie and find out about that situation for you. So I will find that one out for you. I'll endeavour to find out uh, before the show. If not, definitely have an answer for you tomorrow about that one. But I'll flick Maddie a message and see if we can get a clarification uh, there. Just before a couple of your texts, uh, a strange one here and I'd like your views on this. Uh, yesterday afternoon, Penrith Panthers, uh, Taylor May, we know he was handed down suspension. But it's a suspension for the opening two games of next season as he has been cleared to play finals footy. Now, May was found, as we know, guilty of assault last week following an incident on Queensland's Sunshine Coast late last year. The magistrate labelling his actions re, uh, cow uh, cowardly. Um, he was ordered to pay his victim $1,000 in compensation and a $1,000 fine. He did not have a conviction uh, record against him, and crucially for Penrith, he has been cleared to play against Parramatta on Friday night. 
The NRL accessed the court records as part of their own investigation and opted to find May as well as suspend him, although the ban was delayed until the start of next year. Now, the NRL said in a statement yesterday that May will be permitted to play in the 2022 NRL final series. In proposing the timing of match this match suspension, the NRL considered a number of factors, including when the incident took place, the date at which the proceedings were finalised, and the impact of a match suspension at this time of year. It is proposed the fine and education requirements be effective immediately. Now, May has also been fined $7,500, 50% of which is suspended, and as a requirement will attend such counselling, education and training as recommended by the NRL's education and wellbeing team. He has five business days to respond to the breach notice. Um, 0457-736-736-01300-011170. I think this is a very, very dangerous precedent to set. Now, I realise it happened almost a year ago, but it's been in front of the courts um, and he was found guilty of assault last week. So he has got a two-game suspension. Now, this is not a suspension on the field. So on the field, very, very different. But we've seen countless times players suspended for stuff they've done off the field to a severe, you know, to a degree of um, how bad each of each incident was. You've got to take each, each incident as it comes. But to suspend the suspension for two games, for the opening two games of 2023, so he can play in finals footy, I don't know. I don't know if I... In fact, no, I know I don't like it. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. It's a very, very dangerous precedent that may well be set if we see another issue like this in the next few years. The NRL did come out and say that they took into account when it happened. Um, but still, I still think, to be perfectly honest, if you're going to suspend someone for the two games, three games, whatever games it may be, surely you do it then and you don't wait until the start of next year. Very, very dangerous precedent, I reckon, they're setting the NRL doing this. Taylor May will, of course, take the field against Parramatta this weekend. 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. This is from Matt in Brisbane on the text. He says, in light of the tail in May news, could the NRL look into a racing style uh, racing style stay-up proceedings so the best players can play the big games such as State of Origins, Tests and Finals? That's from Matt from Brizzy. Well, that's that's another good point because what happens if we get to a situation, and let's hope we don't, but what happens if we get to a situation at next year's State of Origin and a player has been in trouble three or four months before, um, gets named to the State of Origin side, or is definitely going to be named to the State of Origin side, does he get his ban moved to another time, moved to club matches, moved to later on in the year? I don't know. What do you think? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Maybe you think it's fair enough. Maybe you think this happened a year ago. He only, he only went through the courts and got found guilty last week. Maybe you think that's right. I don't know. I don't like it. As I said, I think if you're going to hand down a suspension, you should be suspended now, surely. 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy.
Taylor May playing this weekend for the Penrith Panthers against the Parramatta Eels. Interesting. Um, now, uh, uh, Alia Tomlanovic is 2-1 down uh, and been broken, actually, in the first set uh, in her match as well. So 2-1 down and broken in the first set. And we're going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in just a second. In the Champions League, 32 minutes gone. Celtic and Real Madrid, nil all. Celtic and Real Madrid, nil all. Don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. Uh, to your text, there's quite a few there. We'll get to them in a second. And we'll have a chat with Chris Perkins. Re the US Open as Nick Kyrgios builds up for his quarterfinal appearance a bit later on today. It's coming up to 27 and a half to 6. It's 23 to 6, Australia's news in a nutshell. 1-300-01-1170 or 0457-736-736 uh, to America. And Chris Perkins in a second. This one uh, from Chris from Condell Park saying on the Latrell Mitchell situation. Uh, hi there. Latrell got booed for taking an old friend's head off and showing no remorse last year. He should stop uh, playing the victim card. That from Chris from Condell Park. Uh, yeah, if you're just waking up, Latrell Mitchell uh, this morning, back page of the Daily Telegraph also in the Sydney Morning Herald uh, hit out at Roosters fans who relentlessly booed him last Friday, uh, reminding spectators that the Sydney Swans legend Adam Goods retired early from the AFL after he was constantly abused by people in the stands. Uh, he said it's a bit, dis- bit disappointing once or twice when I'm kicking goals and definitely it's okay, but every wa- every run was a bit disappointing. Uh, your thoughts on it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 If you pay your money, um, do you have a right to boo? Um, or should Roosters fans not be booing Latrell Mitchell on Sunday afternoon back at Allianz Stadium yet again when they meet in the elimination final? I think uh, he's going to get booed, and I think as long as it is just booing, I don't have a huge issue with it. It's a big game. It's a rivalry. Fans pay their money, but fans will get fired up for it. As long as it goes no further, I don't really see a huge issue with it. You wouldn't want to see it every week, but there is a time and a place for it. But do you disagree? Uh, do you agree with Latrell? I think I, I agree with him to an extent. We do have to be careful about how we handle this on a week-to-week basis. But... There's certain rivalries in sport where fans get very passionate, and that's what sport is all about, um, passion. Anyway, uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And Taylor May, his suspension from, well, from his incident of being found guilty of assault last week for something that happened last year, being suspended for two games, but that's been taken over to the start of next year. So he's going to be available, available to play for Penrith all final series. Do you think that's right? I think it sets a very dangerous precedent. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. US Open, we do it for Kennards Hire. Head into Kennards Hire for their two for one offer. Alia Tomlanovich is on the court, but she is a breakdown. 3 2 down at the moment in the first set. Chris Perkins is on the line. Morning, Chris. Hey, good morning. Thoughts? I've got some thoughts on booing, booing players before we get into the tennis, though. Yeah, go for it. Hey, uh, yeah, fans, they pay their money, and it's the only way they can get into the opposition's head. They have every right to boo who they determine to be public enemy number one. And for what it sounds like, 
Uh, that guy certainly deserves to be public enemy number one. I have been to many hockey games where it's a rivalry, and our target gets booed every time he touches the puck. You hear it at basketball games. Mm. Players get booed every time they touch the ball. Uh, it, it's a part of the game. Grow some thicker skin. And a piece of advice, best way to shut the crowd up, score. Yeah, play well. Yeah, score some tries. Look, I, look uh, and the trail gives it back as well. Look, he's a very good player, Latrell Mitchell, but I I just think in this situation, um, as you say, fans pay the money. As long as it doesn't go into anything personal or racial or anything like that, I think, uh, I don't really think there's a huge issue with uh, booing, but what do you think? 0457 736 736. Um, all right, Rafa Nadal. He uh, is well. He never get well. He very rarely gets booed. Uh, I do remember actually a time at the Australian Open talking about booing. Probably might have been 2013 when he was booed for some reason. I think he took an injury break or whatever. He's playing Stan Wawrinka at the time. It was wasn't really good. Anyway, uh, he's a fan favourite across the world. But uh, he lost yesterday, six four four six six four six three, and a few. People talking about potentially maybe his time is coming to the end. Nadal said after the match, I need to fix things, life. Then I don't know when I'm going to come back. I'm going to try to be ready mentally. When I feel that, I will be ready to compete again. I will be there. His wife is expecting their first child in the coming months and uh, was in hospital recently over concerns with pregnancy. So obviously that uh, would have had much uh, a big impact on what happened. What do you make of uh, Rafa, though? It was pretty disappointing to see him go out so early in the tournament by his standards well i mean a little, cer- certainly surprising i mean that snaps a string of 16 straight grand slam quarterfinals mm. so this is a pretty this is a pretty early exit by uh by riffin the doll standards now as an american to see an american man pull the upset of uh, francis tifo mm. um and get into a quarterfinal. At 24, he's the youngest American in a Grand Slam quarterfinal in 16 years since Andy Roddick in 2006. Mm. So it's been a long time coming. In American men's tennis, much has been written and spoken about uh, the downfall of American men's tennis since Agassi and Sampras uh, retired. So... Uh, the, to see an American man get into a slam quarterfinal, it, it's great for me personally. Guy's a great player. I think he's going to win a slam someday. Um, and for him to pull pull a big upset, knock out the number two seed, what that does, it just opens the field up for everybody else because now we've got the one seed gone, we got the two seed gone, uh, the three seed Alcaraz, he went... Uh, he went deep into the night last night. Five sets wound up winning his uh, match over uh, over Chilich. Uh, so uh, this is a wide open field now uh, for the for the rest of the U.S. Open, and I say it pretty much it's anybody's turn. But of course, I I still tip Kyrgios. Yeah, well, speaking of Nick Kyrgios, he's in action a little later on today, Sydney time in a quarter final. We saw what he did against Medvedev the other day on a Monday our time. He's in action again. You tipped him pre-tournament. How do you see him going in this one? Look, my only concern is he played so well on Monday against the number one seed 
that could he go down a level? I don't think he will. I don't think he's uh, – look, he may well lose, but I don't think he's capable of going down uh, much. I think this is going to be another good match. And, and the interesting thing I reckon about this one, Chris, is that he comes in favourite, which is unusual. Yeah, he's definitely the favorite against Hatchinoff uh, tonight. Uh, could there be a letdown? Certainly. You always worry about that from such an emotional, emotionally charged match, uh, which to beat to beat the one seed, to beat the uh, to, to beat the number one player in the world, you're, you're going to be riding a high. The the concern always is okay. You still got business left to attend to. You got the rest of this tournament. you got three more matches left. You haven't won a thing yet. So mm. that is a concern. Now, I'm with you. I, I think he is in such a good headspace right now, by certainly by Nick Kyrgios standards, mm. uh, that he can, he can overcome you know, maybe a little bit of a letdown. And I think he's going to be focused coming into this match and be like, hey, business is not done yet. I have not finished the job. Time to go out win this match, get to the semifinal Friday, and stay focused on that big prize, which is holding the big trophy on Sunday night. Yeah, and I'm sure making the final uh, to in Wimbledon a couple of months ago would surely make him want more, more finals experience, more finals. Yeah. Yeah, and a chance to actually win the tournament. It should be an interesting game. You tipping, Kyrgios? Uh, of course. Of course, yes. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not backing away from I'm not backing away from Kyrgios as my tip. I picked him a week and a half ago All to, right. to win the whole thing before this tournament started. I, my, my horse is at the, has come around the final turn, is at the top of the stretch, at the quarter pole, and down the stretch we come. Okay, well, good luck, uh, Chris. I, I look, as most Australians, not all Australians, most Australians we supporting uh, Nick Kyrgios this morning. Set down, well, I've got in front of me about 10.15 Sydney time, but it may be a bit early, it may be a bit uh, later than that, just depending on how things go. We'll have a chat again tomorrow, Chris, when we, we're hoping to talk about Nick Kyrgios through to the semifinals. Oh, certainly hope so. By the way, Tom Yanovich, three all. Yes. First set. Yeah, and hopefully... Uh, Got she'll, it back. Got yeah, the break back. Yeah, hopefully she'll be making it through to the semifinals as well and another good day for Australians in tennis. We'll wait and find out. Thanks, Chris. Chat tomorrow. Have a good day. No worries. Chris Perkins, you too. Chris Perkins in America. There is a stack of texts there. We'll get to them in just a second. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Just before that, some news coming out of Team List Tuesday. Um, so big ins for the respective teams. Jerome Hughes is aiming to hand the Storm a huge finals boost by being named to start against the Raiders. The Kiwi International and Melbourne playmaker was rested from the club's last round loss to Parramatta due to a calf complaint. The Sharks are sweating on Sasifa Telekai ahead of Saturday's final against the Cowboys. We know he injured his ankle late in the win over Newcastle on Sunday. Uh, positive signs, though, he was spotted walking without the aid of a moon boot at Cronulla training yesterday. Uh, Telekai didn't wear a no-contact bib. Adele Fanukin with a rib injury. Toby Rudolph, Will Kennedy and Connor Tracy all trained. Meanwhile, uh, two of the Roosters stars are racing the clock to take the field, despite being named for Sunday's elimination final with South Sydney. Now, 5'8", Luke Keery said winger Daniel Tupo was able to finish Tuesday afternoon's training session, but will be given until game day to prove his fitness. He's all right. He was having a run. I don't think he was playing. I didn't think he was playing this week. So he's obviously getting closer. So I reckon they'll give him up until game day. 
He's pretty experienced, so he'll slot straight in. We know he missed last week's game against the Rabbitohs. Victor Radley also named uh, in this game. Radley uh, set to play. Kiri said he is absolutely fine. And Joseph uh, Suwali is back as well after overcoming a shoulder complaint. And also it looks like South Sydney star Captain Murray and Captain Hill's confident he will overcome a concussion to face the Roosters on Sunday as well. But the final call won't be made until Murray meets with an independent doctor in the next two days. He said this type of thing is out of your control. Uh, so that's just some of the news from Team Loose Tuesday. We'll finish off the show with all of your texts 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. We'll do it next. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Yeah, good to have your company at seven and a half to six. We'll see and Brandy coming up soon through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, through SENQ 693 AM and SEN 1620 AM Gold Coast. It's Pat and Heels after the 6 AM news. one 1170 or 0457 736 736. Unfortunately, Arlene Tomlanovic down 5-3 in that first set now. Down 5-3 in that first set. Let's go through some of your texts. This one from the Yeovil Treeman says, Hi, Dan. Whilst not a fan of booing, I think if you have paid your money, it's probably okay if people feel that way. Often, when it involves a player of a former club, it's somewhat light-hearted. However, if it is also abusive language or behaviour, that should not be tolerated. Look, I completely agree with that. You can't be tolerating that. Uh, I'm guessing Latrell's comments may only result in more booze this weekend, the Yeovil treatment. Well, I think so. And to be honest, uh, Yeovil treatment, I think he probably would have been booed anyway. Uh, regardless of that, I think, though, saying all of that, probably has uh, just lit a fuse again with Roosters fans. But as I said, and as Chris said before, the way to shut the Roosters fans up is by playing good footy. The Roosters did well to shut them down last weekend. This one on the Taylor May situation from Chookman. He says, May got his way. He shouldn't have been allowed to play. That is my say. Have a nice day. Uh, nice way with words. Thank you uh, for that one, Chookman. This one from Daz on 0457 736 736. Says Latrell should take it as a positive. Only the best get boot. Well, yeah, 100%. Very good player. Uh, Mike from Kasula, retail in May. Uh, the NRL couldn't have acted any earlier as it would... Uh, uh, yeah, so the NRL couldn't have acted any earlier due to the court proceedings. If they were able to, he would have missed the first two games this year. The punishment is relative. His financial punishment from the game is higher than the legal one. Happy with that? Let's move on. Mike from Kasula. That's a different way to look at it. Thank you for the text, Mike. And this one from Tony from Tamore. Clearly not a fan of Latrell Mitchell. He says, it's amazing Latrell is such a good player considering the size of the chip on his shoulder he has to carry around. Thank you, Tony. Nice text. Uh, thank you for your company today. The Matildas, unfortunately, went down to Canada in front of 26,000 people at the new Arlingale Stadium last night, 2-1. But Australia did get a win uh, despite another poor performance by Aaron Finch in the cricket in the first of the one-dayers against New Zealand yesterday. The next one-dayer will be tomorrow up in Cairns. Thanks to your company. Big morning of sport coming up uh, with Celtic in action in the in the Champions League. We've also got Nick Kyrgios in action in a few hours. News is next and then it's breakfast right across the SEN network. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5am.
For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit website of stuff.com.